Hey, this is Nicole Greer with Vibrant Coaching, and welcome to the Vibrant Coaching Blog Talk Radio Show. It's great to be with you today. I am here to talk to you on the fourth of our series on talking about the Myers-Briggs Type Indicator. As many of you know, if you'll visit my website at www.vibrantcoaching.com, you'll find out that one of the things that we have an expertise in at Vibrant Coaching is this idea of personality and personality preference. And so today, I am doing a fourth installment of the Myers-Briggs Type Indicator. We have a program called Vibrant Types that we bring inside organizations and help people learn about each other's preferences, how to do teamwork, approach project management, and do all sorts of work together that can really empower the mission and get the vision done. So I have created this series, and today we're going to talk about the fourth dichotomy in the Myers-Briggs type indicator. And this fourth one is the difference between perceiving and judging. So at the beginning, we had a show about extroversion and introversion. Uh, next, we had a show about sensing versus intuition. And then um, last week, we did thinking versus feeling. And here we are this week at perceiving versus judging. Now, I want to go back in time to the time where we were talking about extroversion versus introversion. And so let's just redefine that real quick because the last dichotomy has a little bit of extroversion in it, meaning that the way we perceive or judge, which is the fourth dichotomy, has a little bit to do with extroversion. So let's just redefine that for a moment. Extroversion is how we interact with the outside world. So if you're more extroverted than introverted, it means that you prefer to interact with your outside world, like you love that. Introversion is that you prefer to stay in the inside world, meaning that you keep your thoughts to yourself until it's appropriate to put them out into the world. You prefer quiet. Um, you like to kind of keep your thoughts to yourself till they're well formulated before you just throw them out for, there for everybody to take a look at. So this way that we deal with the outer world is called extroversion. So in our situation where we're talking about the fourth dichotomy, which is the difference between perceiving and judging, we're looking at how do we deal with the outside world? I mean, how do we organize all of these things that are around us? How do we approach or how do we have a preference for dealing with the outside influences? And hello, we all know that nobody lives in a bubble, nobody's on an island, that we have to deal with the circumstances around us. And we all know, it's very, very important to realize that we all know that the environment around us is absolutely, you know, impactful on our daily walk and our daily lives and uh, can really influence it. So we've got to take a look at how do we prefer to deal with that outside world or how do we organize it. And the cool thing about this is, again, this is on a scale, so nobody is either, you know, black and white perceiver or judger, although if you need to take the Myers-Briggs and find out kind of where you fall out, uh, email me at Nicole with the Vibrant Coach, and I'll send you a link to take a free Myers-Briggs. And once you take it, you'll kind of find out which part of the scale you fall out on. But you'll also see to what extreme you're either a perceiver or a judger. 
So in my case, I really, really straddle the line on perceiving and judging. Like at at some level, I really like to control my day and have a plan and know what's going to happen. But if I get out there with my plan for the day and I'm trying to organize my world, if something comes along that could and it's okay with me for it to derail my plan, I might just go that direction. So I kind of hover in the middle. You know, I, I want a plan, but I keep my options open. So i kind of a waffler on the perceiving and the judging. Now, other people, as we all know, they are very, very disciplined around their plan for the day, and they want to make decisions. They want the decisions to be final, and they want to carry out what they've planned. And that kind of person is organizing their world by making choices and decisions in a very strong, purposeful way, and they hold fast to that plan and those decisions. Now, the perceiver, on the other hand, they are going to go out into the world and they're going to see kind of what unfolds. Now, this doesn't mean that the perceiver has no plan. It just means that they have a plan, but they're holding it very, very lightly. You know, so we all know everybody has to get up, work their schedule, and we all have to have, you know, uh, different things on our agenda, responsibilities that we have to take care of. But the perceiver is not going to make too many judgments up front about how things are going to turn out and not going to try to control things as much uh, as they are going to be willing to just kind of move in to the space and see what unfolds. So we want to, you know, really kind of understand that this can have a huge impact when we're dealing with other people. So let's say we have a a very high perceiver working with a very high judger. I mean, the perceiver is going to look over at the judger and say, this person is so uptight and rigid. And at the same time, the judger is going to look over at the perceiver and say, oh, my gosh, this person is all over the place and they can't make a decision. Well, neither one of those assumptions or mental models is actually correct about that other person. It's just that, you know, one is keeping the options open and one has closed the options off. So we want to take some time and effort to kind of, you know, discern who is this person I'm on this project with or this person I'm married to or my sister or my mother or whoever and really learn to honor, you know, their approach to things. So let's go through both dichotomies, perceiving and judging, and let's take a look at the actual preference. So for somebody who is perceiving, they prefer to keep choices open to cope with life's opportunities and challenges. So on one hand, it's really kind of cool to be somebody who can perceive because they are kind of in this mental model like, I have no idea what's going to unfold, so I better keep you know, my mind in a place where, you know, I'm not dependent on one particular outcome, which really saves people a lot of disappointment and heartache. So if you are somebody who you are more open to the idea that I might have to, um, you know, switch, go a different direction. So people who are perceiving, if you're working with somebody like that, it's really important that when you give them direction or you invite them to a process that you give them lots of options. They really prefer to keep things open and to be able to have the empowered ability to kind of zig and zag. Uh, They can definitely work within a time frame. They can get things done on a deadline, but they're going to do it in a way that is not necessarily linear. 
they only make choices when it's necessary. They kind of, again, are collecting data. They're kind of looking at what's going on. They're, they're, they're perceiving the situation out there in the outer world. And then when they get to kind of like a stop or a dead end, at that point they're like, okay, I need to make a choice here because they've already explored all the options. Um, they are super curious, and they're constantly expanding their knowledge. These people are, you know, hungry, hungry, hungry to understand how the outside world works. So, for example, if they were going to study politics, they're going to look at, you know, what are the Democrats about and what are the Republicans about and what's going on, you know, in the world and the global scene and how does that affect everything. They're going to kind of keep looking at all of those different places. So they also are very tolerant of other people's differences. So, for example, you know, if they are a Christian and they meet somebody who's a Buddhist, they're going to look at that and just be curious about it. So, like, tell me what that means and what your life is like and how do you do your faith. And so they are open and tolerant um, and want to understand how this other person operates. They also acknowledge and embrace uh, their indifference to structure. They're kind of a little cavalier about you know the policy and procedures manual you know they figure you know that you know press the edges of this policies and procedures manual um the, you know, these are rules to protect me but you know if the rule doesn't apply you know i need to kind of push on it or press on it or break through it and these people you know if you're going to work with them or if you're going to have a relationship with them it's imperative that you give them all sorts of ability to look at what is possible, right? So seriously open to like, we could go that avenue or we could go this avenue. And they like to let things unfold. And they're seriously adaptable. They love freedom and they love variety. So the perceiving types are kind of like uh, our dreamers and the people that can just kind of see what's available out there. In fact, last night, uh, my family and I w watched the movie The Aviator um, with DiCaprio in it, you know, and I was about Howard Hughes, and Howard Hughes was obviously a huge perceiver. Uh, he had this drive to just kind of like see what was going to happen in the future, and so it was a very long movie, but I will tell you, we all sat here and watched the whole thing because it was very captivating about this gentleman's ability to just keep pursuing uh, life's opportunities and life's challenges, and he was in no way going to let freedom uh, get in the way. Uh, he was going to definitely use his uh, freedom to move things forward. So really, really cool and a great example of somebody who is a perceiver. All right, so let's flip it over and talk about somebody who's judging. Uh, they create structure to organize life and achieve goals. And so this is also a very beautiful preference because these people are very good at creating plans. Okay, so we want to get go from point A to point B. Let's, this is how we're going to do it. And they lay it out. It's very linear. They set goals. They want to make things as predictable as possible. So they, too, perceive what's going to unfold, but they do a really good job of, like, guessing out there what's going to happen. They love to take charge of the environment. They love a sense of control over the future. They make choices up front. They're very big into expertise, and they love to decide because once they decide on something, they feel like they have clarity, and that brings them peace. Now, where the perceivers, they keep things open because they don't want to miss anything, and that brings them peace. And so, really, I think both uh, 
perceptions or preferences, excuse me, in the fourth dichotomy are really about finding like an inner peace, right? So if I lay this all out, the judger says, I have got peace because I know exactly where I'm headed. The perceiver sits and thinks, I don't want to cut off any possibilities, so I'm going to keep it open, and that gives them peace. So here's the deal with working with somebody who um, is judging and wants to organize life and achieve goals and have some predictable, you know, surroundings. They love self-discipline. Uh, they're very decisive. They're, you know, they they are the person that can come in when the when you do hit that end of the dead end I was talking about earlier, and they can say this is what we need to do, and they are very confident in that. They love closure. They love specifics, accountability, and they love expertise. And so this is very, very positive um, on the judging side. So, again, I always tell my clients, you know, when I'm doing self-assessment with them, which is the S in the SHINE coaching methodology, that it's really important that you understand this is your preference, but you can get a learned behavior in the opposite side of whatever mental model or perspective you're standing in. So, for example, I come back in the middle of the road between judging and perceiving, but I have to study and understand how I organize my world, and then I need to use those two um, mental models to decide how I'm going to move forward. And that's really what I call self-mastery. So we do self-assessment to achieve self-mastery. So the question is, uh, how can judging types work better with perceiving types? So you need to give perceivers time for creative work, help them create milestones instead of deadlines, encourage new ideas, entertain the possibilities with them, and realize change is part of the growth process. Now, to flip it the other way, perceiver types can work better with judging types if they present a timetable for projects, they honor time commitments, uh, they give their their judging friends time to prepare, and they embrace closure, and they acknowledge the value of goals. So you've got that fourth dichotomy now in your pocket. Go back and listen if you haven't already to the first three. And so now you've got a really nice foundational start to your understanding of the Myers-Briggs. So I'd love to help you and your team bring the Myers-Briggs Vibrant Types presentation uh, to your team. We can do a collaborative coaching session uh, for as short as two hours up to an entire day retreat. So give me a call at 704-502-4953. We'll set that up. Or you can reach me at Nicole at the Vibrant Coach. Uh, it is 4th of July weekend, so it is uh, the time to let freedom ring. And I encourage you to get outside, take a walk, do some yoga, uh, pick a new habit that brings you some freedom. That's a cool idea. And uh, hope you guys have a very nice weekend. Thanks.